It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Progressive Britain Podcast Extra Show a short supplement to our main weekly episode looking at a relevant issue of the week. I'm host Connor Pope and I'm joined by Progress Director Richard Angel. We're going to be previewing Labour Party conference which starts this weekend in Liverpool. What are the big issues? What is going to happen? And importantly, how does it all work? Apologies at the start if you hear any noise going on in the background of this week's show. There's lots of building work going on. I think it's um, people hard at work rebuilding the centre-left, isn't it, Richard? Shall we go with that? (laughs) That's what we'll go with. (laughs) I want to start by asking you what is going to happen at conference this week. What are the big issues to look out for? I think there's three set pieces to look out for. First, on the Sunday, the Democracy Review and the party's culmination of series of work that's been given to Katie Clark to do and reforming the party structures, broadly giving members more of a say. Secondly, in the normal rule changes slot. So this is separate from the democracy separate review? Separate from the democracy review. On the Tuesday, when normally when we debate changing the rules, because normally we spend a whole day talking about the country rather than yeah, a yeah. few hours talking about the party, <laughs> but we live in different times, Connor. Okay. Um, so on Tuesday morning, we, there was a debate about the remaining rule changes, and that is where various people are trying to get through what they are calling open selections, and the rest of us know as mandatory reselection mm-hmm. or deselection of our MPs. Interesting rebranding there. And then after that debate takes place, also on the Tuesday, is the debate on Brexit. Cool. And so I think when we talk about this, there's a lot of jargon. Frankly, I still need a glossary to try and work out what everything is going on. We'll start on Brexit, shall we? Is it definitely going to be debated? And and because I think this is going to be crucial. What is compositing? Nothing is done until it is done at a party conference. (laughs) Because a lot of people will have got their conference guide with their passes over the past couple of weeks and on the agenda Brexit isn't on there is that right? Britain in the world is on there and that is where Brexit will be debated right if we can win the priority ballot for Brexit to be one of the issues that is discussed by members so it doesn't have its own section Mm -hmm. uh, in that sense but Britain in the world does and this is obviously a key part of our foreign policy and how we're projecting out in the world uh, in the years to come so so far 130 CLPs have passed a motion broadly to change Labour's policy on Brexit and next conference. And 11 CLPs have passed a motion to basically keep the same policy. 
those six tests trust the leadership. A further at least 20 have passed some positive motion about Brexit since the close of motions going in. So they can't count, but we know there is a building still of CLPs who want to change the party's policy on Brexit. Okay. So the first thing that happens on conference on the Sunday is all the delegates get to vote in the priority ballot, and that closes at 3pm. So if you are listening to this <laughs> and you're a delegate at a conference, or you know a delegate at a conference, please put in your diary now that your priority ballot has to be in by 3pm. You get four votes, and we need Brexit to be one of those four votes. So we've got to win the priority ballot. That will come yeah. out at some point on the Sunday evening, mm-hmm. normally just before or as the progress rally is starting around mm. six o'clock. God, that'll be exciting. Be exciting, right? <laughs> uh, we're on the edge of our seats. We'll find out and then people get convened for the composite meeting. So this is what your question was about. Composite in the olden days was literally where you got scissors and glue and blank bits of paper where you cut up bits of motions mm. and put together the text of different people to draw together a bigger and broader motion that people could agree on. <laughs> like a ransom note, but for policy motions. <laughs> literally, yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, and people used to do all kinds of things, rip up bits of pieces and literally yeah. leave them on the cutting room floor. That is now done slightly with better technology yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatever. But that will come up with a motion going forward. And essentially... The opportunity for Labour at this conference is the industrial wing of the movement met what, a week ago now in Manchester, the founding place of the trade union movement, and came to a position which was broadly the Brexit that is promised is not going to be delivered or anything close to that. The deal seems to fall short of what the movement will expect of it. This government is failing. There should be a general election. If we're unable to get a general election, the deal should be put to the public mm-hmm. in a people's vote. That is essentially what we are collectively, the range of people in the Labour Party are asking the political wing of the Labour movement to endorse or ratify at the conference this week. It won't be quite that simple when it comes to it, but that is essentially the politics on Brexit of the week to come. I quite like that compositing sounds so much like composting, because essentially what it is is putting loads of crap into into one thing and then hoping you can grow something good out of it. That is basically basically how it works. So that's the Brexit bit. That sounds incredibly complicated. I'm hoping the democracy review element of this podcast is going to be a bit simpler, is it? Democracy review bit is, yes. Katie's done her year-long review. The results we've never actually got published. We don't quite know who said what and in what numbers at what point. But the NEC had a nine hours and six minutes meeting about the democracy review. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't and they didn't, even, they didn't finish, did they? They didn't even finish um, and have gone through various bits. So broadly, the bits that we are excited by, that roles for equalities throughout the, the party, uh, BME section, disability section, all are being enhanced. They get roles on the National Executive Committee, regional conferences for each of the equality strands, training on LGBT awareness issues, etc. So some really, really positive stuff that the whole movement can get behind. That has all been agreed. There's some bits and pieces about whether you have an all-member meeting or delegate meeting and how you change between them and various kind of techie bits that some people are trying to use for factional advantage. Other people just think they're either better or don't really care about them. Mm. But I think... What the NEC has come up with is a step forward for the whole movement on the democracy review. The more controversial bit will be what happens on Tuesday morning. But so but so, uh, delegates at conference will get a vote on the democracy review. Is it going to be voted on as a package or does every little bit of it have to be... I think they'll get a number 
of votes on the Democracy Review throughout the day on Sunday. You might see some interesting moments where momentum and its leadership might try and refurb its back because essentially if we pass a motion on one area of the constitution you can't then change that for three years afterwards and there might be some bits that the democracy review and the nec have recommended on the sunday but then clps have suggested something different on the tuesday which would then be ruled out because have it been debated and discussed and so referring back let's let's go to the glossary what does that mean so that is where you basically send it back to the conference arrangements committee to reschedule. So if there was to be a motion that comes up against something that Momentum might be supporting on Tuesday morning, rather than have it decided on the Sunday, they might say to conference reschedule this at another point and it can go directly up against its challenger motion on the Tuesday. I think the leadership won't want that to happen. Mm. But largely the democracy review was commissioned by the leadership. It was carried out by someone close to the leadership. And actually, it's pretty palatable to lots of people on the centre-left. It's not going to be a big bun fight. I don't think that's the place to look for a fight at this conference. So finally, the other rule changes that you seem very excited about, and this is going to be on Tuesday as well, is it? Uh... I don't think you can say excited. It's <laughs> a, uh, I, I think it's a ridiculous way of trying to drag down the party into more internal quagmire. I mean, quite frankly... If the people who are pushing open selections genuinely believed that Labour is on course for a massive victory, we're we're winning all the fights in the country, we've got an amazing manifesto that is so exciting, they would be standing in the marginal seats of this country. There are more of them than ever. Lots of MPs on both sides of the equation seem to have smaller majorities than they've ever had before. People would be desperate to fight for Harlow or Thurrock or Amber Valley or, or wherever, you know, some of the Lancashire seats, all these places that will bring about a Corbyn government. But it's not like they're not practicing what they preach and they only want to really stand in Labour held seats. And that's, a, I think, a problem for their politics and, and where we're going. And essentially, they see some Labour MPs with seats that they quite like to hold themselves and are trying to change the rules to make it easier to get rid of them. And that seems wrong because we have a trigger ballot process. It works pretty well. If there are MPs who are basically absent in the role, the local party can hold them to account. But the default is that once you've elected a Labour person, they should get on with holding the government to account, changing the country for the better, standing up for their constituents. And party activist time should be spent by MPs and, uh, uh, and fellow members in the seats we need to win, rather than MPs holding on to the seats they've already won. It also occurs to me that there is a, a point here about the party being part of a movement which includes stakeholders from different organisations that make up that movement. And actually, we want the party to to be something that is part of that movement and an active role in that, that, that encourages active, uh, you know, people from trade unions and socialist societies and things like that, which is what the current process is, isn't it? Exactly. And it's what kept the Labour movement together for 120 years. You know, we've been through quite a lot together, but that sense of partnership and the sense that our movement is rooted in people who go to work on a daily basis that deliver our public services that give the treasury the returns that it needs to fund our public services that is the basis of our movement and surely you want those people through and they have a different route into politics than the -the run-of-the-mill politician has now and Mm. that's a really important thing and it seems wrong to me that that would be being under attack right now and as you said earlier nothing is completely sure about labor party conference until it's already happened is there definitely going to be a vote on mandatory reselection on, at conference? 
I think it's hard to avoid there not being. The CLPs have put them forward. The greatest irony is that the motion that Chris Williamson and his national tour is backing has been proposed by the only CLP in the country that couldn't possibly have a Labour MP. It's Labour International. And they're the ones that seem fixated on desperately reforming the trigger. Well, I understand they've not had a trigger ballot process before, but there isn't a Labour MP for the world (laughs) and um, other places other than Britain. So I'm sorry they haven't had it before, but you know, it it is bizarre that it's coming from them and it does seem to be the wrong priority, but it does seem inevitable that it will be debated. And quickly before uh, we finish, I also think I read something in Progress Magazine this month, which should should be arriving with members and subscribers as we speak, about what effect mandatory reselection would, or open selections, um, they are mandatory (laughs) reselections, would have on all women shortlists. Well, the theory is this, that if you have women selected on the shortlist, which obviously the Labour movement supports, and we've drastically changed how women are represented in our parliament because of it, and then you pass constitutional rights for any member in the country to challenge sitting Labour women MPs, we're going to diminish the representation of women in the country. And sadly, the way all women's shortlists work is normally there is a man in that seat that thinks that it was his seat, Buggins' turn, when it came round for him to have it. And I know of a number of examples of women who've essentially been hounded because they were selected on a shortlist by the man who thought it was his seat by rights. And this seems to be a charter for making that more possible and hounding out the women that we've got. And the, the answer that nobody can give me, or, or, or particularly the women that have been raising this, is if you take, would there be a different set of rules for women selected on women shortlists, mm. i.e. only a woman could challenge them, and the women who are selected on open shortlists? Because it seems to me that if, if you allow... Oh, uh, if you allow it to be that women who've let on women shortlists can only be challenged by women, the women who've already had the harder job of women on an open selection are on a shortlist of a target list, basically. They're the ones that are going to be prioritised first for mandatory right. reselection. And I just don't understand how that's tolerable. Well, I'm, I'm sure that will be an argument that is had on the floor of Labour Party conference over the coming days. If you are at conference this year, Progress is running a full schedule of fringe events throughout the week. To find out more, do visit prog.rs forward slash LPC18. Do make sure especially to visit the Progress Rally on Sunday evening, which I'm hosting, and I'll be able to announce to the room uh, whether Brexit will be debated at conference, hopefully. You will. And there'll be the, the reception straight afterwards is a really, really special event with Hilary Benn, MP, who's obviously chair of the Brexit Select Committee. It's for Progress members only. So if you're not yet a member of Progress, please do join and come along. If you are obviously a member of Progress, do sign up and make sure you've got your ticket and come and have a drink on us. Quickly before we finish, I asked this week about Salisbury Cathedral and its old clock, which is the oldest working clock in the world. I asked what year it was first built. It was first built in 1386, which was a year before Chaucer's Canterbury Tales was published, which I thought was a fantastic fact. Sounds like it's a place worth a visit. Twice. Twice. (laughs) (laughs) En route to to Stonehenge. We're still finalising what podcast we'll be doing next week, but we'll definitely have at least one brilliant conference special podcast so make sure you do subscribe remember to send in any comments and questions that you have leave a review and a rating on itunes thanks for listening
You've been listening to the Progressive Britain podcast with Connor Pope and Richard Angel. The music is When in the West by Blue Dot Sessions, licensed under Creative Commons. And this episode was produced by Carolyn Crampton. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.